pandemic, social unrest, the state, and the White House. You are listening to The John DePietro Show. Well, folks, good afternoon. Right now, the time is 1.06, and it's Wednesday. And you're listening to The John DePietro Show on AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. This portion of the program is brought to you by J.K.L. Engineering. Listen, the heating season is here. Call J.K.L. Engineering today at 401-351-7600. 401-351-7600. J.K.L. Engineering. You can reduce your oil bill by as much as 90%. Think of that. Call J.K.L. Engineering today, 401-351-7600. Licensed in both Rhode Island and Massachusetts. If you're listening to me right now on this Wednesday, and for whatever reason you're having a problem with your heating system, whether it be in your home or office, call J.K.L. Estimates are free. Financing is available. Let J.K.L. Engineering design and install a natural gas, high-efficiency carrier Infinity system, energy efficient, quiet, more affordable than you think. You're saying, well, no gas, no problem. They can design and install a high efficiency heat pump system. JKL, reduce your oil bill by as much as 90%, highest rebates on the market. Call JKL, 401 351 7600. 401 351 7600. They do it right. They do it right the first time. All right, it's 107. Folks, we are uh, standing by, obviously, like the rest of the nation. If uh, Kyle Rittenhouse, if that jury comes back, we're all on uh, verdict watch. We will bring it to you. You can uh, check out some unique and original stories on the website, depetro.com, D-E-P-E-T-R-O.com. Don't forget, depetro.com, which is brought to you by Pat Elston, Caldwell Banker Realty. Pat's based in Cumberland, 20 years experience, licensed Rhode Island and Massachusetts. Call her, 401-474-5253, 401-474-5253. Pat Elston, Caldwell Banker Realty. All right, I want to get to some of the sound uh, that we have and again, if, if anything happens with the, the Rittenhouse, if the jury comes back and they have their verdict, then we will bring it to you. But I want to start off. I don't understand. I thought this was a, um, a bad idea for a former governor of New Jersey. We know that he would like to run for president. He's on ABC's This Week with Stephanopoulos a lot. But Chris Christie has a book out. And... The fact that he's going around and saving the party from truth deniers and conspiracy theory, I, I don't I don't think he's I don't understand this whole thing. I, I think and I want to play it for you because it he was on MSNBC and Nicole Wallace uh, was waiting for him, host of Deadline on MSNBC and Chris Christie wanders right. And listen to this exchange. By the way, this is not the type of exchange that he wants. He's supposed to be, uh, you know, you don't want to come off contentious. He seems defensive. Um, Certainly seems like she's getting under his skin annoyed. But listen to this exchange where Chris Christie and his people thought Republican rescue. He thought all right, let's go on MSNBC and sell some books with Nicole Wallace. Uh, maybe he's known her for some time. I don't know. 
But listen to how this went. I don't think it was a good idea. It's about conspiracies and lies, and you really don't take on Fox News. Why not? Because the book, no, I, I don't watch it, but the book. Are you aware of what he does? Not really. Yes. I don't pay a lot of attention to it. It's a book but, but, with but, truth but, deniers, but, conspiracy theorists. All right, hold on. I want to just stop for a moment. I'll tell you what the answer should have been. Yeah, I watch Tucker. It's the number one rated cable news program, Tucker Carlson. And like what? He doesn't deal in lies. He doesn't deal in conspiracy theories. He floats out some things. But like what? I would turn it on her. So now, no, I don't, I don't, what do you mean you don't watch it? I, maybe he's not going on with Tucker Carlson. He, this is how it's starting, as a matter of fact. All right, it continues. Again, former Governor Chris Christie on an MSNBC. I think this was a, a bad idea. Fox News 
to terrorists. I'm not analogizing the judge. He's talking about root problems. You write about being a prosecutor. I want to understand what your solution is to the title of the book. It's about truth deniers and conspiracy. How do we purge the truth deniers and conspiracy? From our party. And it's by telling the truth to our voters. To our voters. Where do you do that? Right in my book. No, but where do you go? Where do you tell just not the guy that is former new jersey governor chris christie folks good afternoon at 115 i know it's lengthy she is um <clears throat> i mean when she walked off that set they were high-fying her at msnbc he is just he's just not the guy i've said this before i said it to donna perry i think he missed his window there's it no one said it's fear no one said I'm not no one said it's fear. But I think his window for running for president was twenty twelve. And he didn't run. Could have. It was it, it would have been him against Romney for the nomination in the primary. He didn't run. He didn't run. He ran in sixteen. He lost. He went out early to President Trump. He was friendly with President Trump during the Trump presidency. Chris Christie came in to the White House to help with debate help. You know what else, though? I think it's a little, a lot of people aren't going to get this, but he even goes out of his way to say that even when President Trump was the president, he would refer to him as Donald. I, I don't. I, I view that as lack of respect. I don't care how long he's known the guy. When, when you're in the White House and you're meeting with the president of the United States, that's who you're meeting with. Should be referred to as Mr. President. You know, as much as I didn't like the show West Wing, um, but there is a line there, I believe, that's where I got it, but 
Martin Sheen, who's President Bartlett, says, I think he says to like one of his top aides or what happened, when we're in the Oval Office, I need you to call me Mr. President because that's the role I'm going to be in. And it just kind of stuck with me. I, you know, I, I get some people kind of like the fact that they still call the person by the name instead of the title. I don't know. It just comes off odd. I think he missed his window. Um, let's talk about lies. We want it to be the party of truth. Uh, uh, so much of what President Trump said was true. Here's the other problem I have with Chris Christie. Number one, and folks, again, good afternoon at 118 on this Wednesday. Um, the problem with Christie. Number one. There's nothing wrong with saying, you know, I can't wait to see how Tucker Carlson's going to respond to this. But there's nothing wrong with saying, yeah, I watch Tucker Carlson. I, I, I like the show. No, no one should feel that way. Listen, I get MSNBC wants to knock him off the air. MSNBC wants to make Tucker Carlson into Alex Jones. Tucker Carlson is not Alex Jones. But they want him to be because they want him off. How do... The progressive left, the Democrat Party, teaches you, anyone of that crowd, they don't like to compete. They don't like competition. They, their solution is Tucker Carlson should not be allowed to do his show, period. They don't care that you like it. They don't care that I like it. They don't care that millions of people like it. Nope. You should not be allowed. It doesn't matter that they can't beat Tucker Carlson. Their solu- MSNBC, their solution is Fox News should go off the air. Not, you know what? We're going to beat them. We're going to put out a better product and beat them. That's not how they operate. That's always, but that is, that, that's become the Democrat way. Maybe you're a long-term Dem. When did it become that way? That's how they operate. But if he wants to talk about truth, did he actually say that? He wants to talk about truth? Are we supposed to believe that Cicilline peddles in truth? Is there someone more of a con man than Congressman Cicilline? He wouldn't know the truth if it bit him. I mean, peddle in truth. That's like these people that say our democracy is in jeopardy. Democracy is in jeopardy. Do you know how many illegals vote in Rhode Island elections? They... They threw out democracy a long time ago. I have no problem with the actions of the party. If Chris Christie thinks his path is going to be, you, you just say, I like Hannity and Laura, I don't watch the, I, I, that, that's, I don't get the whole thing. But that was, um, there's no way he could have walked away from that and felt good. I don't think so. I think if anything... You're looking at your handlers, whoever booked that interview, and saying, like, like, are you kidding me? And he's apparently appearing everywhere. <clears throat> now, if he thinks that someone <clears throat> like Nicole Wallace is going to say to him, I give you a lot of credit for standing up to President. He's, he's completely wrong. It's, it's never happening. I don't understand these people that fall into this. They think they're going to be applauded. They're never applauded. Never applauded. All right, let's go to some more sound. Uh, I like the judge. 
in the um, in the Kyle Rittenhouse case. This is ridiculous. They're calling him a white supremacist. Folks, at 121, if you take anything, I'll tell you just how the smear machine is at work. You know, this whole business of labeling 18-year-old Kyle Rittenhouse, who was 17 last summer, he's a racist and white supremacist. Well, if he is, he's the worst one ever because he shot three white, three white guys last August. Look how they move into that. You know, there was someone who was questioning people outside of the trial today. Do Or maybe it was even last night. Do you think he's a racist? Do you think he's a, a racist? Like I said, if he is, then he's a blind racist. If if he had just gone there and started shooting black people, then, number one, he could be on charge for murder. Number one. Number two, then you could make the argument he was a racist that shouldn't have had a gun. Neither one of those things happened. Neither one happened. All right, I want to go to, uh, I can't, I don't understand how this person's still on. Joy Reid on MSNBC <laughs> compares Kyle Rittenhouse, the cases in the 50s where white males were acquitted. Again, he shot three white guys. He killed two of them. Here it is. I think, oh, hold on. I'll play it in a moment. Where does this even come from? How come no one says, wait a minute. He didn't shoot black people. Well, this is like those cases in the 50s where whites were acquitted. Why, why are they injecting race? Kyle Rittenhouse was attacked by two white guys. And the third guy that got shot pointed his pistol at him. So why are they trying to turn this in? All right, here it is on MSNBC. Katie, this feels like those cases in the 1950s where it was in and out, in and out, you know, somebody, white male, killed someone, and they were in and out fast and acquitted. That's how it feels to me. Yeah, and I feel like people are going to be intellectually dishonest if you were to say that it would be the same result if it was a young black male carrying an AR-15 on the streets in the middle of what was happening. You're being dishonest intellectually, socially, and every single way if you were to say that it would have the same outcome. He would have been dead if it was a young black male holding an AR-15. So when you have the situation where uh, apparently by all accounts, this is how the judge acts, by the way. Uh, This is from what attorneys have said, this is how he is, this is how he acts, but I don't think that's an answer. He's the longest serving judge in this circuit. Um, He's 75. Maybe it's time that there's another judge. Um, But fundamentally, you don't want to ever see the deck stacked against you either way, prosecution or defense. It's Mm -hmm. supposed to be justice's blind. And I don't see that happening in this case right now. Why would it not? Why would it not? What am I missing here? At 124, folks, good afternoon. You're listening to the John DePietro Show on either AM 1380 or 99.9 FM. Try that in your vehicle. Plug it in. The AM 1380 is a very strong signal. Uh, I get people that are riding on 95 in North Kingstown that, that can get it that far. And then obviously people in Massachusetts that get it. You can always listen at the website, dipetro.com. This portion of the show is sponsored by Competition Shooting Supplies, Firearms, Ammunition, Hey, stock up. Don't retreat. Reload. Competition shooting supplies. 435 Benefit Street in Pawtucket. They have a great Facebook page. And and maybe if you want to sell some firearms, I know someone that will buy them. John Francis, the defender of the faith, our leader. 
He's the owner of Competition Shooting Supplies. 435 Benefit Street. Call him 727-1716. How come no one says, well, wait a minute. He's he's white and he shot two other. He shot three people and he killed two of them. All three of them are white. I don't know. I don't think I understand. I don't understand that. I also don't understand why no one is speaking out about it. All right. The judge um, in the Kyle Rittenhouse case complaining about the media coverage. This was the jury had questions amid the deliberation uh, from the trial this morning. Let's here's the judge. Good Lord. Go ahead. Yes, Judge. Judge? Some of the, some of the other misinformation about the case that is widespread. And you gentlemen are as aware of it as I am. Um, now they had uh, some people uh, in the Milwaukee Journal, I, I think I read it, which is the paper that I used to deliver for a few years when I was a This guy's great. Uh, in the Milwaukee Sentinel, which are now one paper. Um, oh. That they talked to some professors at uh, the two law schools in the state and said it was odd, I think was the word, but they didn't rule on the motion to dismiss. I haven't even had a chance to read the motion to dismiss. I just got it yesterday. I really think before I rule on a motion, I should let the state respond. So why anyone would think that it's odd for the judge to sit on a motion to dismiss, I have no idea. Uh, I think that the recommended course, I think, for judges, at least that was what I was educated to believe, was that motions to dismiss should be kept under advisement unless they're... They're crystal clear and they have had a chance for both parties to respond, which we didn't have in the heat of the discussion on the day the original oral motion was made. I never heard your side of it in terms of argument. So uh, I'm uh, somewhat astounded, but of course it gets out into the general public. And I, as I sp- Listen, the judge is doing a fine job. He should not listen to or worry about what how it's being second-guessed. There's already been so much misinformation about this trial. But why is this trial about race? Why? I, what, I'm, what am I missing? What is the trial about race? You have people rioting, burning, looting. They go to attack a young 17-year-old kid who then, to defend himself, stop the threat, shoots and kills two of them, wounding the third. All Kyle and then the other three are all white. What am I missing here? Why is this such a race thing? I also want to, there's a great piece um, in the New York Times. Democrats shouldn't panic. They should go into shock. <laughs> the rise of inflation, supply chain shortages, a surge in illegal border crossings, the persistence of covid Mayhem in Afghanistan, the uproar over critical race theory, all of these developments 
individually, collectively, have taken their toll on President Biden and Democrat candidates so much the Democrats are now the underdogs going into 2022 and possibly 2024. Gary Langer, director of polling at ABC News, put it this way. As things stand, if the midterm elections were today, 51% of registered voters said they support the Republican candidate in their congressional district. 41 say the Democrat. That's the biggest lead for Republicans since 1981. And keep in mind, you know, that was then going into, that was, you know, Reagan was president at that time. These and other trends have provoked a deepening pessimism about Democrat prospects in 2022, anxiety about 2024. It's a long way off here. Uh, Political scientists, Columbia suggests the flood tied to political trouble may be beyond control. Biden and the Democrats have had almost all bad news. Pandemic is still going. Economy has not picked up in terms of perceptions expected increases in employment. Uh, perceptions of what happened in Afghanistan. What's happened on the southern border. High crime rates. All amplified in news reports. And it's all perception. And the latest is the increased in inflation and gas prices that people see and feel. The critical race theory controversy perception of Democrats being too woke and extreme. The bad news is overwhelming. Folks, as, as I am mentioning this to you, this should bode trouble for Governor McKee. This should bode tremendous trouble for Governor McKee. It should. If anything, you would think the state would be at a crossroads and say we need to go back to having a Republican governor. Uh, a founding bill, uh, McIntyre, a founding partner of public opinion strategies, has data from the uh, October Wall Street Journal NBC poll asking voters which party can better manage a wide range of issues. Three key issues, controlling inflation. Republican 45, Democrat 21. Dealing with crime, Republican 43, Democrat 21. Dealing with the economy, Republican 45, Democrat 27. The Republican advantage was the highest in surveys dating back to the 90s. Washington Democrats are spending months fighting over legislation. But during this time, voters tell us prices are soaring. Cost of living is tied for the top issue in the country. And there's a sharp increase in economic pessimism. These economic factors are driving negative impressions about the direction of the country. No administration is going to thrive in that economic environment. In the analysis of the November Washington Post ABC News poll, what a year, while a year is a lifetime in politics, the Democrat Party's difficulties are deep. Soaring economic discontent. A president who's fallen 12 percentage points underwater in job approval. In a broad sense, the party's out of touch with the concern of most Americans, 62% say so. The numbers were even worse. The Democrats in the eight states expected the closest Senate elections. Arizona, Florida. Now, I want to repeat, the numbers are worse in these eight states. Senate elections, Georgia, Nevada, New Hampshire, North Carolina, Pennsylvania and Wisconsin. What do those eight states have in common? They're all swing states. They're all battleground states. Not only is Biden's approval job, uh, Biden's approval job, approval rating. Oh, no, excuse me. Biden's overall 
job approval rating, toy boat. Biden's overall job approval rating in those states, 33%. 10 points lower than the rest of the country. (laughs) But registered voters in those eight states say they're more likely to vote Republican House candidate than for Democrat by 23 points. 58 to 35. How about that? Uh, November 3rd, Larry Sabato's crystal ball updated the ratings for three incumbent Democrat senators. Mark Kelly of Arizona. Ralph Warnock of Georgia and Catherine Matzo of Nevada from lean Democrat to toss up. An exa- you know what else? This also points out to me. I think, I believe at 134 on this Wednesday, I, th- I don't think Governor McKee's in touch with what people are going through. I don't think Governor Dan McKee is in touch with what people are going through. I don't think he's really in touch with how people feel the state is going. He thinks everything's going great. That's why he's on a 12-day vacation. I don't think you feel that way. I don't think people feel that way. An examination of the Gallup survey results. As of today, do you lean more to the Democrat Party or Republican? Reflects the damage suffered by Democrats. From January through August, Democrats had an eight-point advantage. Now, again, the question is, do you lean more Democrat or Republican? 48 to 41. In September... It was a 2% drop. By October, it was a five-point drop, 47-42. Very interesting. In terms of election outcomes, Republicans are once again capitalizing on domination congressional redistricting process. Um, Biden had two drops in approval ratings, one from June to August, so about six points, another from September to October Another six points. The first was the response to Afghanistan. The second response to COVID and weak employment growth over the summer. Graduate student political science at Yale studies race, class, gender dynamics argued that Democrat leaders have until now mismanaged the task of effectively communicating their agenda and goals. Democrat Party is a messaging problem. They don't seem to have any plans to rectify The Republican message right now is Democrats and Biden are only concerned about teaching your child critical race theory instead of focusing on the economy. The Democrats have no unified counter message. And until they do, they're likely to continue to suffer major losses in the midterms and beyond. The Terry McAuliffe loss, Governor of Virginia, it's right there. He kept denying critical race theory was being taught. He kept telling parents they had no right to be involved with their children's education. Next year could be the year of the parent. If you're listening right now, do you have a right to have a say in your child's education? Governor McKee and the Democrat Party and the teacher union say, no, you don't. One theme, I want to go back to the New York Times piece, one theme that appeared repeatedly in comments, he writes to my question that even as Biden has succeeded in winning passage of this bipartisan infrastructure act, he has struggled to maintain an an aura of mastery. A political scientist at Tufts argued what a lot of swing voters expected from Biden was competent leadership during a time of crisis. And many perhaps expected return to normal leadership would immediately solve the unprecedented problems facing the country. Of course, 
that was never a realistic expectation, but that's where we are. The crucial factors underlying Biden's declining favorability rating are several things calling into question his effectiveness. The Afghanistan withdrawal, the continued impact of COVID, the struggling economy, and the difficult time Democrats have had in passing their major legislative initiatives. He then writes, I asked a range of political science for their projections on how the 2022 elections for control of the House are likely to turn out. Their views were incredibly negative for Democrat prospects. All right. I think this is interesting. Matt Grossman of Michigan State wrote, based on simple midterm loss averages, Democrats are expected to lose four points of vote share be down 45% of seats on 48% of votes. Those numbers translate into 24-seat loss. Reducing Democrats to 197 seats. Folks, you know what that also means? Back of the bus for Cicilline and Langevin. Not that Langevin's on the front of the bus. But that makes Congressman David Cicilline irrelevant. Absolutely irrelevant. You know what's interesting is apparently, according to Dan McGowan, Rhode Island Governor, former Rhode Island Governor, Commerce Secretary Gina Raimondo, was trying to convince Cicilline to run for governor. He turned her down. Now, how would he feel that he gets reelected and he has, I mean, no sense of power at all? He goes on to write, there's not much under Democrats control likely to make a big difference in the extent of their losses. They can try to avoid retirements, primary challenges in swing districts. Um, Professor at Rice University is even less optimistic. In South Texas, Florida, and parts of Arizona, immigration policy is hurting Democrats with traditional base voters. Especially true with Hispanics in Texas border counties, where Trump did well in 2020. And Abbott, incumbent Republican governor, is making significant gains by appealing to the concerns of Hispanics over jobs and immigration. That is also, by the way, with Beto O'Rourke ready to challenge that governor of Texas. He adds, my guess is Republicans are poised to take the House back in 2022 with gains above the average for midterm elections. Since 1946, the average seat gain for the party not in the White House is 27 seats. The best the Democrats can do is hold at the average. But given the Republicans' advantage, his guess is Republicans could gain gulp 40-plus seats. Kevin McCarthy is going to be the speaker. If there's someone listening, you're listening right now, you say, I don't like Kevin McCarthy. Who's your choice, McCarthy or Nancy Pelosi? I'll take Kevin McCarthy. Martin Wittenberg, University of California, Irvine, wrote, it would take a major event like 9-11 to keep the Democrats from losing the House. He was more cautious about control of the Senate. Really depends on the quality of the candidates. Republicans have had the misfortune of nominating candidates like Christine O'Donnell. I'm not a witch. That was the woman that said that. Who lost a winnable race due to their own, you know, mistakes. Reigns, we seem to nominate such candidates in 2022. So um, a political science from Stanford suggests Democrat defeat could be potentially favorable for the long-term prospects. It's quite possible losing the 2022 midterm. Beth path to winning the presidency in 2024. Puts Republicans in a put up or shut up spot vis-a-vis problems facing the country. Biden, meanwhile, can work the middle without looking over his left shoulder. So I, I, I don't know about that. 
But I, I'm going to come back to that it sure seems as though Governor McKee could be in a, uh, in a tough spot and in a tough bind. Now, someone asked me, you know, who's running on the Republican side? I want to repeat what I have said right now. The only Republican who has stepped forward is former, formerly of Cumberland, Dave Darlington. Dave Darlington, who's never held statewide office, apparently has resources. He is kicking the tires on a run. But other than that, they don't have anyone. What about Cranston Mayor Alan Funk? He's not running. He's run twice and lost twice. I've not heard any indication that he is running for governor. He may seek another statewide office, but for governor. Folks, at 142, I'm going to play some more sound from the uh, Rittenhouse case, Rittenhouse trial. This portion of the program is bridged by It's My Health, 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland. Listen, it's a nice dry Wednesday. Weather's actually, uh, it's kind of a nice day. Tomorrow's a really nice day. My goodness, tomorrow's going to be in the 60s. But it's very comfortable. Why not head over and see the queen of health, Marie, at It's My Health, 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland with vitamins, herbal remedies, uh, local products like acai, honey, maple syrup. It's My Health in that historic white church right across, diagonally across from Davenport Restaurant. She has hemp and CBD products. 250 Do you enjoy Nice, delicious, on a day like today, a nice, delicious cup of hot tea or some of the delicious spices and herbs she has. She has them all. She also has children's vitamins. Marie is incredible. Folks, shop local. Support this wonderful local store. It's my health. You know what else? She has natural skincare, hair care products, essential body oils and soaps. I'm going to do some of my Christmas shopping with quality gifts at It's My Health, 1099 Menden Road in Cumberland. Folks, as always, visit the website, depetro.com, and depetro.com, which is brought to you by Tavolo. If you would like some delicious, authentic, innovative Italian cuisine, T-A-V-O-L-O, or Tavolo, 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 Wine Bar, Tuscan Grill, three locations, Smithfield, Right near Bryant, Providence, Atwell's Avenue, Warwick, across from the airport on Post Road. Stop in and see them. Leonard and his uh, staff, they do a fantastic job. Look for them online, TavoloWineBar.com. Well, folks, everyone is, um, all eyes are on the situation with the Kyle Rittenhouse trial. Now, you know, again, it is, it's it's really difficult. If not, it's impossible to... um, it is, it's impossible to predict how they're going to come out of this and, and act or what their verdict is going to be. But I believe that he, he should be found not guilty. Um, what, what. The media put out, um, the narrative put out by uh, the White House, um, 
and others is does not match up to what actually happened in the case. What you initially heard with Kyle Rittenhouse was almost as if that he just went out and there were going to be some protesters. And he brought along an AR-15 and just started firing at people. Um, And that obviously is not what happened. What you heard during the course of the trial was Kyle Rittenhouse was there to volunteer. And there was footage of him earlier in the day volunteering and taking some um, graffiti off a building. In, and there were degenerates that were lighting fires. There were a lot of fires for two nights. This was the third night. And he went out. And he's a responsible young guy. And he was, in fact, um, you know, trying to help out. Now, he did have an AR-15. He was familiar with how to use it. It was given to him when he got there. That that charge that we kept hearing about was kicked. That charge was kicked. Uh, I remember last year, some members of Black Lives Matter saying to me that, you know, that the, the police just welcomed him back. And he had his hands up. And if that was if he was black with the gun, they would have shot him. Well, that, that's that's not that's really not entirely accurate because what what they saw um, was that the, the police had seen him and several other uh, volunteers out there that were trying to help these businesses. Listen, this is this is really simple. You had an unruly mob of rioters and looters who were destroying businesses and lighting them on fire. And they didn't they had no regard at all, no regard at all for who they were damaging. And then you had some people that were volunteering to go out and try to help these businesses protect themselves. And in the course of this, two Antifa degenerates decided to go after Kyle Rittenhouse. One attempted to take his gun away from him. So someone was going to be in possession of the gun. Kyle held on to the gun and he shot and killed the first person. The second person came up to him and acted like, oh, don't don't worry, I'm not going to, boom, and then hit him in the neck with his skateboard. And he was going to try to knock him out and again, take his weapon from him. And Kyle shot and killed that individual. And then you had a third individual who had a pistol on him. And he pointed the gun at Kyle Rittenhouse, who then shot him. He didn't kill him, wounded him. And he testified in court. The only time that he fired at him was when he pointed the gun at him. I, I see this as... This notion that's out there in the media, that he inflamed the situation by being there, it's just, it's incorrect. He had just as much right to be on those streets as the rioters and looters. The judge did nothing wrong here. This should not be about race. 
Why are these Black Lives Matter people out there? A white kid whose father lives in Wisconsin, Kenosha, mother lived in Illinois, 15-minute ride, by the way. You know, this whole business of crossing state lines, you know, this would be the equivalent of somebody who lives with their mother in Attleboro. And then, you know, they go to Cranston where they spend some time with their father. So he crossed state line. Yeah, these are the same people that believe in open borders, by the way. So what? Yeah, he did. He drove whatever. His mother drove him 15, 20 minutes to Kenosha. He showed great restraint. He showed great discipline. But I'll tell you where the locals, I think, are broken. Is much like Biden. I, I don't get the sense. I don't think Governor McKee is fully in touch with what you're dealing with right now. People, I deal with the public every day. People are not happy with the way things are going right now for a lot of different reasons. And as we've talked about, some of this even just goes back to the simple element. You know, can you imagine if you would just keep gas prices low? How much you could get away with. It's actually frightening in some ways. But the price of gas is not low. And people are not, are seeing empty shelves. And they're seeing a president who, you know, falls asleep. Who doesn't seem up for the job. They go to fill up their tank. And it's double what it was a year ago. And they go to the store And prices and the price of food, everything is more expensive. And it's got nothing to do with President Trump. And they go to order something online and they can't even get it. It's not even in stock because it's sitting on a ship somewhere off the coast of California. And they turn on the news and they see people falling from an airplane and we're retreating from Afghanistan. And then they... They flip on the news and they see 15,000 Haitians coming running over the border. And they see the flights coming into Quonset and the flights coming into Florida. And they see an open border. And that's not what we're all about. You should not have to pay for all these people coming in. And then they hear the progressive left and all these people that should not have to work and Let's pay people not to work and blah, blah, blah. And I'm I'm telling you that people, it's falling right on the Biden administration. It's falling right on the Biden administration, as it should, by the way, as it should. So this business of, you know, this, the Rittenhouse trial, that's like when the 50s, when whites were acquitted. What are you talking about, Joy Reid of MSNBC? He's an 18-year-old white kid that shot and killed two white guys. There was politics around. There were politics involved with him even being charged. He shouldn't even been charged. And critical race theory is real. It is. This is going on. And all the Democrats do is try to say it's not being taught. Don't worry about it. It's not being taught. It is being taught. And where things are really going to bottom out is going to be the Christmas shopping. Listen to this report on CNN. 
rising prices, supply shortage. It's going to not be Black Friday, Bleak Friday, the day after Thanksgiving. Listen to this. Over two billion times. That's how often the words out of stock came up as researchers tracked just 18 different product categories online in October. That's worse than last year and much worse than two years ago. Among the hardest hit items, according to Adobe Analytics, electronics, jewelry, clothing, homewares, and pet supplies. The trend has been driven in large part by months of people sitting at home shopping online in the pandemic. And the holidays are amping it up. The demand for the products as well as the materials to make those products is just far outpacing the available supply of those products materials as well as what's needed to move those products through the supply chain to the to the consumer imported goods are especially vulnerable not only are manufacturers and shippers navigating a maze of periodic shutdowns but even when their cargoes arrive they are piling up in ports waiting to unload rosemary coates is a supply chain expert there's a shortage of truck drivers there's a shortage of warehouse space and workers all along that supply chain. So this is not, you know, a snap your fingers and and uh, organize a solution. That means for consumers, the day after Thanksgiving could be more like Bleak Friday, with some products hard to find. <laughs> what a great line. Bleak Friday. Oh, my goodness. Folks, it starts at the top. Is there anyone that really believes that President Biden... He's going to lead us out of this. And I'm telling you right now, I want to be on the record right now. I think this this all rolls downhill. I think they are kidding themselves locally now. You know, how confident it is, how confident is Rhode Island Governor Dan McKee in President Biden? Well, he's he's. He's off on a 12-day vacation, two days shy of a two-week vacation. So, now this is interesting. NFL will require all players wear masks indoors for the Thanksgiving games. (laughs) This thing is just not going away. It's not going away. Now, the Patriots are leaving this afternoon for Atlanta. Atlanta and the Patriots. Trying to think. What was that game? (laughs) What was this? Oh, yeah, that's right. 28 to 3. And folks, but you know what else? I also want to mention again, folks, good afternoon. Um, It's 156. Let me just, Rittenhouse defense seeks mistrial. Prosecutors withheld high-def video at the center of the case. That's interesting. I'm glad uh, for Coach Belichick. And Mac Jones and all of the Patriots. This is a good Patriot team. You know what else? Number two defense in the league. Boy, that never hurts. When you have a strong defense that's going to continue to build more confident, shut teams down. If you can keep the score low, you always have a shot. So I feel very good as a Patriot fan. I watch every play, every game, every play. Not a casual viewer. And I think this team is really special and starting to put some things together. But it starts with the, the defense. The defense team for Kyle Wittenhouse said he was acting in self-defense, blah, blah, blah. Filed a motion mistrial. Uh, misconduct by the prosecution involved withholding evidence. 
previously raised the issue. Prosecutors ignoring a pretrial order that barred the presentation of certain evidence to the jury. The state did not properly share a critical piece of video footage with the defense. On the fifth day of the trial, the defense alleges now, prosecutors gave them video footage taken from a drone showing some of the events that transpired. The prosecution, however, allegedly gave the, def- the defense a low-quality compressed version of the video while keeping a cleaner one for themselves. The defense copy was allegedly only 3.6 megabytes, while the state video was 11.2 megabytes. The defense alleged that although they possessed the video, they did not provide it to the defense until the trial was done, two days before closing arguments, and after evidence had already been closed. State played the higher quality video for the court to review during jury instructions and came much clearer than the other videos. Um, so that's interesting. We'll have to check in with um, our legal expert, Tim Dodd, on that. So, folks, again, good afternoon. It's one fifty-eight. You're listening to The John DePietro Show on AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. Now, coming up, uh, you're going to hear, uh, coming up, you're going to hear the the 2 o'clock news and then the John Dion program. And I know that the uh, controversy continues regarding this uh, money that's going to be spent by the city. Um a lot of outcry about that. You know, right now, folks, this this is the state is awash in money. It's insanity. There's so much they don't know what to do with all the money. But a lot of this money, when you have this kind of money floating around, it leads to the C word. Corruption. It does. I'm telling you, it leads to corruption. All right. We will be doing one after dark on Facebook later, unless there's breaking news, and then we'll do it before then. If in fact the jury comes back with a verdict. Well, we'll talk about it and bring it to you on Facebook. All right. I want you to enjoy this Wednesday. We're back on the radio tomorrow at 11. I want you to stay tuned. It's John DePietro. Enjoy this Wednesday. Stay tuned for the 2 o'clock news and then the WNRI Winsocket.